and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 90. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Dude, we lost an hour. Can you... We were robbed. Is that why I was so tired this morning? Dude, I was so tired because I woke up at like noon. <laughs> like, I said, I went to bed at like a reasonable time because I've been trying to fix my sleep schedule. Uh, and I like woke up at the usual time and I was just like, I'm so tired. I'm just going to go back to sleep for an hour. Yeah, I I was recording Sidewatch earlier and I was the episode we we're doing on was Castle in the Sky and I was watching it last night and I didn't realize because I was watching it. I'm like, oh, it's like 2 a.m. I looked at my clock again. It's like 3 a.m. And it was like four when I finally stopped. Oh and I was God. just like, oh, my God. And I wasn't even finished, but I, I knocked out and I woke up and I forgot there was some raid stuff I had to do in Destiny. My clanmates were like DMing me. And then I had to do that. I had to watch the rest of the movie just to catch up with it and then record the show. I didn't eat today until 4 p.m. Uh, actually, right now oh it's 4.53. <laughs> so yeah you know it's funny i was only hungry at certain parts of the day but otherwise like it was like i didn't even think about it but then once i had food i was like oh right i needed this and i started just like demolishing it oh yeah i like that feeling when your head starts to clear up and you're like oh i needed nutrients really badly yep pretty much all that it was uh it's just this weekend i've been waking up so late it's been really bad and because of it, I've been losing my days. So I'm like, oh, I've lost my days. I better stay up at night then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the the dirty curse of uh, of starting a late day. But yeah, yeah. today's today's uh, our 90th episode, man. We've we've entered the 90s, and you know we're gonna get into some Nickelodeon slime. I feel like we're gonna see some Kids Choice Awards. We're gonna see some Ren and Stimpy. You know all the fun stuff. See, for me, my mind immediately went to Portlandia. Cause, cause oh, no. They're like theme song of like the Portland, the, the dream of the oh, 90s. Or it's like the land where the 90s are alive. Or yeah. No, the 90s are alive and well in Portland. Yeah, it's, it never ended there. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it, Portland is just 90s San Francisco. That's what it is. Oh, man, I want to live there now. Right? I mean, that's the whole uh, point of it. I mean, they have a, dude, they have a blockbuster nearby in Bend. Bend, Oregon has the last blockbuster. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Oh. So Oregon has the last blockbuster. So oh, it's I forgot just that's where that was. Yeah, they got they got trees and blockbuster and berries. That's what that's what Oregon's known for. I'm pretty sure. So no wonder Fred Armisen likes it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this is a uh, side talk. This is our weekly gaming movie TV show news podcast where we'll talk about select news that we have opinions on. And then we'll uh, talk about what we've been watching and playing if we got time for it. Uh, this week, of course, though, we are definitely going to dive into that WandaVision season we got. So we'll be uh, checking that out. We also got, honestly, it's a it's a small news week. I know, crazy after the last couple weeks we had Finally. that were insanity. But uh, this week we're going to talk about so just briefly some Borderlands movie casting uh there you know Zack snyder's justice league comes out next week so there's been a lot of promotions for it and everything else so we'll talk about that for a little bit and then godzilla versus kong has been getting a lot of promotions as well and then we also got the trailer another trailer for godzilla singular point so really uh that's probably gonna be the biggest thing we'll talk about too and then uh gaming news one thing 
but that's all we need because how big it is. Xbox and Bethesda have officially merged legally and they already had a bunch of not necessarily news, like not title wise or anything, but some specifics of what's going to happen going forward. Yeah. And we can kind of just, I guess, guess on uh, what that means and how it'll be received, really. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it later, but like already Game Pass is getting much, much better. Yeah. In, or at least more games. And they did mention something about like a show like Microsoft is going to do a show later in the year. And Bethesda summer. will be there. Yeah. And Bethesda will be there. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what can, that's coming to Game Pass and potentially what else can happen because uh, I thought of something that probably other people haven't really thought of yet. I think maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard it yet, but I, I feel okay. like it's a good idea. Uh, but we'll see. And of course, yeah, we'll finish off with WandaVision. If we have more time, uh, we'll just talk about how the season's been going for us in Destiny, and if there's even more time, maybe we'll get a couple things off our list, but we'll just see how it goes. So without further ado, we'll jump right into it, starting with the Borderlands news. So of course, we know that uh, Borderlands movie's coming, directed by Eli Roth, and you know we know Kevin Hart's, uh, <laughs> Rowan, Kate Blanchett's yeah. Lilith, uh, who is already, Jack Black is Claptrap and stuff, yeah. so you know we have all these different people. We got two more casting uh, pieces here. So one is for Tiny Tina, which, of course, you know, Tiny Tina, she is the homicidal uh, child teenage. Is, is she a teenager yeah. or a child? I already forgot. I, I want to say teenager. Yeah. So, she, yeah, she's a homicidal teenager who's insane. And she will be played by Ariana Greenblatt. Uh, who it was uh, Tiny Gamora. Oh, interesting. Okay. What did it cost you? <laughs> Everything. So that girl will be a Tiny Tina. So they said, oh, look at that little actress that was green. Let's have her sound homicidal and probably swear a shit ton in this upcoming movie. I'm Man, assuming. maybe Tina is supposed to be like a, a younger child than yeah, I thought. Yeah, it looks cause... like, I mean, if it's this girl, because, you know, that's if you watch Avengers in infinity war yeah infinity war yeah to be fair that uh, was a few years ago maybe she's a bit taller now infinity war was 2018 or was it 2018 i think it was 2018 right it, uh, yeah okay hmm. so Kids that's three fast, years i don't know so she was probably like looking at you know she was a little green little alien i'm assuming she was probably like anywhere between six to eight so she's yeah. probably like 11 now I'm guessing. I don't know. She's probably in middle yeah. school. That's that's my estimate. Right. So, but yeah, she'll be Tiny Tina. And then we had one more uh, casting piece. If you guys remember, was it Borderlands 2? We had a DLC character who was a... What were they called? Was he a bandit? He was technically a... No, he was a psycho, but he was like a massive yeah. psycho and his name was Krieg. And, you know, he had that trailer. He I don't know if he had any story I really stuff. liked that trailer. Like yeah. when they introduced him. Yeah, and the trailer. He's got like a sane voice inside his head. Yeah, and he, uh, I think it was supposed to be, I guess, something happened where he's experimented on, I guess, to the reason why he's like that and he could speak like that, but also he's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he is going to be in it as well. And he has been cast uh, as Flory, uh, the, the person playing him is Florian Montino. And that's a very big man. Because yeah, I saw that a picture is... of him, and I was like, "Yeah, he could be Krieg. 
<laughs> totally uh, could be Krieg. For those that don't know who that is, he was in Creed 2. He plays Ivan Drago's son, oh, Victor Drago. Right. So, I haven't seen that yet. That means Krieg, I'm assuming, may have an accent. If anything. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember him saying much. Granted, I, I didn't play as him in the in Borderlands 2, whichever one it was. I mean, he just shouts like he just shouts random things when he attacks people. Or at least he did in the trailer. But yeah. you know, like they, psycho stuff. Yeah, I mean, like all of them will say something considering like they were all in there. I actually don't know. I haven't finished Borderlands 3, so I don't even know if Krieg's in Borderlands 3 either. Uh, but what I thought, the only thing I have to say, cause there's not really much I have to say at this point still, cause we already really talked about the more, the, the bigger casting before, but Krieg is from Borderlands 2, whereas all these other characters, you know, start off in Borderlands 1. So I'm very curious, is it going to just be a mix up then of like characters from both games or is mm. it still like the story from the first game, like what's going on? uh that's what i'm curious is it gonna be like a one-shot movie so they're just doing all these characters that they want to throw in there like i guess it it makes me think then whatever they're doing it's a lot looser than i thought it was i guess in terms of like keeping the game separate or whatever no that's a good question i didn't think about that that like yeah all the other characters are from the first game so krieg being in it is a little bit weird but like he was just one of the DLC characters, and he was a psycho, so I guess you could fit him anywhere in the storyline. Yeah, because it was him and Gage, I think, were the... Because Gage was the Technomancer. Those were, like, the DLC ones. Right. Uh, I, I think... Because for the first game, they still haven't cast Mordecai or Brick. And there's also... if they, I mean, if they're going to use Borderlands 2 characters, there's also Maya, there's Salvador... There's zero, of course. Everyone loves zero. Zero is dope. Yeah. That was my, I think, the character Made I a used. Few words. Yeah. And who was the, I think it was Axel, was the kind of like role and replacement. He was like the soldier dude. Yeah. There, there's always like a generic version of each kind of character, I guess. Yeah. Sort of like how in, in the more recent, in Borderlands 3, there was the Beastmaster who was basically like Mordecai, except he had more animals and not a bird. Yeah, he had like a. I already forgot who he had, but I was. Who was I? I already forgot. Oh, I'm playing as Moe's. That's who I was playing as. Yeah, because she's mm. got the the bear zerker or whatever the the giant bear mech thing. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So we have this casting. We'll see. I'm I'm sure since you know we've been getting casting news over the last few months. I think we'll be getting more and more as time goes on. We'll see more characters. Yeah. I, I'm curious which villain it's going to be. Is it going to be if it's one movie, I'm assuming if they'll do any character, it's probably gonna be Handsome Jack. Well, yeah, he's probably the only like real memorable charismatic villain that the series has had. Uh, Borderlands One, the villain was Commander Steel, I think. I literally don't remember. I think it was Commander Steel because it was that the, the the woman that got killed by the the boss monster we fight. I think it shows her, and you're like, oh, it's the boss, and then you just see her get like killed by the monster, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, see, this is a weird thing. I don't. I definitely played through all of Borderlands One, and I remember having that giant boss fight at like the vault door or whatever. But I don't remember there being much of a plot up until then. Like the whole thing I remember is just your vault hunters looking for the vault and killing psychos and other people that are getting in your way along the way. I guess. But I I literally do not remember this character at all. That's gotcha. super weird. Okay. But. 
Yeah, that's uh, anything else before we move on from this news? There's nothing nah. really else to talk about for it, I would say. No, not really. I, I think I'll only really get excited for this once I see a trailer that and if the trailer's good. But I don't know, just movie casting doesn't really get me super excited, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Unless I, it's something I, I, that's like, whoa, that's perfect. No, I agree with that. I'm definitely of the same mind there, I would say. Uh, then with that said, there is news revolving HBO Max. So this is interesting. They're making a new tier. So new payment tier and new access tier. And this tier won't be coming in until like June. But the difference is it, I'm not sure exactly how much cheaper it's going to be. But with it, there will be ads like Hulu. So there'll be like two versions of that. And it won't have any of the theatrical films that are coming in monthly. So like Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, uh, stuff like that. Those won't be on there for you. So you'll only have just ads and stuff. But, you know, it's just like Hulu. I guess it's not surprising. Uh, It's not going to really change anything for me because I'm sticking with the premium option anyway. Yeah, I mean... I, I've tried using Hulu's uh, lower subscription service at, like at some point. It sucks, man. There's so many ads for it for like eight bucks a month or yeah, eight bucks a month that it was there. Like every single commercial break that would normally normally be in a show was like five commercials, like five yeah. 30 second commercials to the point. And where it would be like, a lot of them are the same ones. So you're getting like the same exact commercial over yeah. and over ingrained in your head and all you're learning is you're like, oh, they, you know, they're thinking like that'll make you want to buy the product. All it's doing is making me despise the crap yeah. out of that product. And it so. just makes me think, feel like that should be like a free version of Hulu, which there used yeah. to be one, I thought. But like it's it's ridiculous that at least for the Hulu lower tier subscription, whatever it's called, it's crazy that you still have to give them eight bucks a month to watch that many ads on your content. Yeah, that's what I, I've never I don't really liked that kind of thing. Yeah, and especially since the higher tier is like $4 more and it makes the service, like, I, I don't want to say infinitely better because that's like a weird math thing, but like it makes it so much better that it's like, why wouldn't you? You're you're literally wasting time, I guess, uh, adding all those ads to your content. But I don't know how Hulu not Hulu, how HBO Max would uh, deal with it. Because, you know, different company, maybe they wouldn't put so many ads on it, but... Oh, you're going to get a lot of CW ads. (laughs) I feel like... I don't know. I feel like you'd get trailers for The Flash and Supergirl and stuff. But, you know, it's just my guess. Probably. So, I'm honestly with you. I'd rather just, like, stick with the premium version and not have to deal with ads. Yeah. And it's like... You know, I, I've never, I always never liked those weird middle tiers because, yeah. you know, at least with Spotify, if you're doing the Spotify with ads is fine for one reason, it's free. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I get Spotify premium, I'm paying and there's zero ads and I don't have to worry about that and I can download stuff. That's like the big difference there. That's why I always preferred that. So hopefully, you know, if HBO Max does it right and if they're doing an ad based version, like if you want to make it better than the Hulu one. All you have to do is make it cheaper. That's all you have to do. Like, that's how yeah. it'll be an improvement, at least, because now it's considered cheaper than that. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, other than that, really, uh, moving on to Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, no specific news here, except for the thing of 
uh, we're releasing, of course, this show on Monday, and I've had, dude, there's been, unfortunately, some delays. Uh, luckily, we were, we were already able to put out our kind of Steel Wonder Woman episode. Unfortunately, though, I haven't put out, like, the official posts for it yet. Uh, Brandon's actually working on, uh, El Paso Apollo Brandon is working on new headlines for us for our, you know, like that little artwork I do where it's like, oh, oh here's these images cool. and the thing. Uh, you know how sometimes you can't see the words that I put in for the titles? I try my best, but it's like mm-hmm. if you have different pictures, then the coloring of the text may not match all of them. So, or it may match some of them, which will make it not stand out as much. So he's making it so now they'll stick out more. Hopefully, we'll see how it goes. But that'll be for Cut of Steel. Plus, uh, honestly, hopefully our other episodes like this too. We'll see how it, we'll see what happens. But uh, this Monday we'll have this episode. Wednesday is going to be the Joss Whedon Justice League episode. So very much very close in regards to two Cut of Steel episodes back to back there, and. You know, Thursday, James, is when Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out. And yeah. it's less than a week away for us right now recording. It'll be much less than a week away once this episode comes out. And, you know, they've been they've been promoting the crap out of it. Like, it's uh, yeah. everywhere. And it's been really cool lately because they've been doing a countdown. If you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, each day they were counting down, they would focus on a character. So they started off with Batman... And they'll do like a cool image, like a, a poster image. They'll do an, uh, a video clip with audio. And it's got like all these different voices talk, talking about the character, talking to the character. And it's really, really, really cool. You guys should definitely check them out. But they started off with Batman. They did Superman. They've done basically all the Justice League members, uh, including also they did, I think, one for Steppenwolf. And I think mm-hmm. they just came out with a final trailer and it is dark side focused. And it's really cool. And James, do you know what we got to see? No, I actually haven't watched this one yet. We get like, to it's see so close to the movie that I kind of just want to like wait for the movie, I guess. Do you want to know what you see though? Yeah, sure. Omega beams. Ah. Uh, and dude, they're not <laughs> they're not straight. It's like the crazy like like insane going in all the angles. Like all it the does. Yeah, all the different angles. It looks insane. I'm I'm so ready for this. And the cool thing too is at first that. I will say the one thing I wasn't excited for, I was like, why is Darkseid shirtless? Like, he usually has, like, a cool, like, outfit and stuff. And it looks like he has both. It looks like the ancient stuff they're doing in, like, the first war. He has no shirt or something. But later on, like, you see, like, the actual Darkseid outfit and stuff. And I'm really, mm. really excited to see that. But we are on the cusp of it. And it's looking so cool. And I don't know if we ever mentioned it, dude. But uh, they did give us the titles of all the different like arcs and parts of the Snyder cut. Uh, Cause you know, it's four hours long, but they yeah. gave us like the actual, um, the actual title names. And have you, have you seen them yet or not? Title, title names for what? Like each part. Like it's like uh, if you broke oh. it in parts, it's like act one, act two and so on. Oh uh, no, I haven't seen this. All right. So let me make sure I, ha- I had it a second ago. I have to like find it. One more time. All right, so it's six chapters, and the chapter names is part one, don't count on it, Batman. Part two, the age of heroes. Part three, beloved mother, beloved son. Part four, change machine. Part five, all the king's horses. And part six, something darker. 
I'm so, dude, I'm so ready. It means, like, it sounds like with that, if it's a four-hour movie and it's six parts, it sounds like each part will probably be around, like, a 20-minute arc. No, no, a 40-minute arc. So it's, like, each part is 40 minutes. So it sounds like, honestly, uh, from what it sounds like, the first chapter will be Batman kind of looking for everyone. So, you know, no one's going to be assembled until somewhere in, like, chapter two. Superman probably won't come back until, like, somewhere in the end of, like, chapter three. And, you know, we'll get the rest from there. But that's that's what I'm betting on. And then, of course, chapter six, something darker. They did say there's going to be a big cliffhanger. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh my God. Right. And, there, dude, the amount of rumors coming out right now. Because, one, someone teased that, like, they were showing a whole uh, release slate of different stuff. And on the names there, there was a Zatanna uh, name. And I'm like, oh, shit, Zatanna. And really? yeah, and I'd be so pumped. I'm, I'm not sure. It might, if they are, there's a good chance it'll probably be related to that John Constantine, uh, Justice League Dark, J.J. Uh, Abrams thing that he's doing. But I'm hoping also not, because I'd rather have her be more standalone, because lately they've just kind of made her a Constantine, a Constantine love interest as of late. And I feel like mm. she's more empowered on her own. Uh, and she has better stories on her own, usually. So... That's, but that's me personally. At least looking at all the Paul Dini stuff and the animated series stuff and whatnot. And then uh, there, <laughs> there's rumors now of Zack Snyder directing Wonder Woman 3 and I was cracking up. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry, but you have, you've seen 84. You saw how that went. Yeah. I mean, that's the also thing. I... it turned out there was no there, everyone was yes men. In '84, for Patty Jenkins, apparently, it was kind of like a George Lucas. Oh, I could see that uh, prequel style thing. And apparently, uh, she uh, got rid of all of the Snyder crew people that sh- that were there in the previous film, and that's why all the changes were there. Apparently, uh, there's a whole thing. I was gonna say I'm saving it for the Cut of Steel '84 episode, but like, there's all these article the articles that actually talk about people that were there and were like, yeah, so this is the this is what happened differently in the set, and this is why these things were different. So, like, mm. there's a whole explanation of it all, which did honestly kind of shatter a little bit of trust there. And I was like, oh, dang, that sucks. But, you know, uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But I just thought it was funny. All these rumors are coming. And, you know, there's, like, there's rumors of Zack Snyder directing Wonder Woman 3. There's rumors of Zack Snyder doing, like, a killing joke movie with Batman and Joker, uh, Jared Leto and Ben Affleck. There is rumors of him now potentially being able to do a Justice League two and three. So um, there's, <laughs> there's all this stuff. Yeah, I've and, been seeing the uh, hashtag uh, restore the Snyderverse going around. Oh, I have. I dude. I, I yeah. mean, I won't do it. I won't say that. I won't. This. I. I, I was part of release the Snyder cut. I'm not going to be part of restore to the Snyderverse until I watch. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I will say, James, if it's actually amazing and it floors me, and I'm like, y'all were y'all were trying to get away from this, then mm-hmm. you're gonna see that hashtag. All right, I have to like, I have to change up my entire Twitter bio because it's just just gonna be like three hashtags. It's gonna be hashtag Save the Venture Brothers, hashtag Release the Air Cut, hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. <laughs> hashtag send me japan to japan please it just makes me think of that moment in endgame when uh black widow finally tracks down uh cleanse and he's just like she's like we think we have a way to fix everything he's just like don't don't give me hope 
<laughs> Are you saying I'm Hawkeye, or I guess yes, in this case, Ronan? <laughs> you're seeing like a bunch of people say like restore this diatomers. You're like, no, don't, don't do this me. to me. You'll, that's that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have to. You're, you're gonna find just like Hawk. You're gonna find me in Japan. <laughs> You're just gonna <laughs> find me in a Godzilla. You're gonna be. I'm gonna be like, don't give me hope, and you're gonna find me in that Godzilla hotel, and I'm just like dressed up as a Godzilla, just like don't give me hope, bro. <laughs> Yo, there's a guy dressed up as Godzilla attacking Yakuza members. What's happening right now? <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, and I'm 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 very curious what's gonna happen because James, in one week, you know, we're gonna record the Cut of Steel episode mm-hmm. and talk about this. We're also gonna be here for our 91st episode and it's gonna be kind of because james and i are it's a great episode for us because james and i were born in 91 so we're really excited like it's like yeah. a, it's it's a great anniversary episode for us in a way but it's also gonna be the episode where you know pretty much since a lot of the shows started we always like in the very beginning we were like you know hashtag you know snatterverse and uh, snatter cut and stuff yeah. like it's honestly been the biggest running thing here because of all the different things we talk about, it's always been Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's been Godzilla, it's been Destiny. Those have been like the three biggest things we always talk about, but more so the Snyder stuff because that's been the actual news thing. Whereas like Destiny, you know, we, we've been there, it's been still going on and stuff. Godzilla comes and goes, does different versions and everything else, but this has been like an actual effort and everything else and uh i will say also i'll be taking part in the um as if you were buying a theater ticket people are saying like watching the snyder cut uh they're gonna do uh whatever they would normally pay for movie tickets and snacks is gonna be a donation towards the uh suicide prevention foundation Mm. that was founded by the zack snyder uh the snyder cut members basically so uh i will be donating to that as well i'm not sure how much yet probably like probably 40 bucks I, I feel like i'd spend a lot of money on food and stuff so i think that's a good start and I'll, i think for this episode uh we haven't done we haven't done any donation links for a while just because things have been busy and i haven't had time to look for something new and everything else but i think at least for the next month or so i'll probably put that specific link in the donation area uh and also i didn't tell you i don't think i told you yet i was invited to a Zack Snyder's Justice League watch along oh, on really? the premiere day. Yeah. So anyone that donated before and got those associate producer shirts, <laughs> uh, they were invited to watch along with Zack Snyder where he'll do like an intro and stuff and everything. Uh, so I get to watch that at like four o'clock on the premiere day. So I might not watch it at midnight or anything. I'll have to wait. Well, actually, God, James, if I watch that at midnight, that means I'm like <laughs> 4 a.m. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so I'll wait. I'll wait until 4 p.m. on that day. And just avoid social media for as long as possible because I don't want anything happening until that time. So. Oh my God! They brought Superman back. Oh my! I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Uh, speaking of coming movies, though, James, you know that's obviously one of my two most anticipated movies of the year, right. but. James, there's another movie that's also my other most anticipated movie that you're coming in the same month, and that's Godzilla vs. Kong, and they have been... Have you seen the amount of posters they've been posting? Dude, I love that they do... They keep doing, like, 
two posters at a time because it's always like from Godzilla's perspective and Kong's perspective. You got like the body, the body shot where it's like just the hand of one of them. And then you see the other one off in the distance. You have the IMAX poster. Uh, There's more like there's like a Thai poster. There's a Chinese poster. There's all these different ones they've been showing. Plus like all these little like sizzle clips and commercials and stuff. And there's so much going on in like uh, there's little bits of new footage. We actually the newest scene I think I saw was uh, before Kong gets put on the boat. They show him getting uh, he's on a giant net of helicopters like they're just carrying him on a net. And I thought it was like, it was actually kind of funny looking because it's like they just keep knocking out this fucking monkey and just putting him. That's the thing. I want you to think about this, James. They they could just take this monkey and put him wherever. Whereas Godzilla, they can't control at all. Yeah. It's just like, you know, the mo- just here, tie him up, put him on this boat, just carry him with these helicopters, do whatever you want to him. You can't, you can't stop us, you know? He's got a little girl that tells him what to do. So I don't know what you you know, he's got his um, limits, right? Actually, Kong bows for no one. Apparently not, but he just sleeps on everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't bowing, he's just unconscious. <laughs> and everyone just does whatever they want with him. <laughs> uh, fucking monkey. But, James, San Francisco has opened theaters again. Yeah, things are slowly starting to open Limited up. capacity. Should... They're at 40% operating right now, I think. We should hopefully be able to get our vaccine appointments soonish. Yeah, and potentially, I don't know if we might even need to wait till May. We're not sure yet, but for sure we can get our appointments in May, it sounds like. Uh, we just don't know if it might be sooner or not. Like, I got another text saying, like, hey, check if you're eligible now. And I'm like, I'm not, because <laughs> I don't have yeah. any of these conditions. But, uh, you know, I feel like in a month, in April, uh, potentially I, I might be able to get it. But uh, I won't get it in time, I think, for Godzilla vs. Kong, which, James, the theaters are open. And I've been inside this whole time. And... I am making a one-time thing until I'm vaccinated. There is a one-time occurrence I'm doing, and that's seeing this movie in IMAX in all its glory. Like I've wanted to since the beginning, and the the amount of I can't fear you're actually doing it. <laughs> the amount of fear I had that I wouldn't be able to actually see the sun IMAX. And James, am I risking my life to watch this movie? You fucking bet your ass I am. <laughs> I've been a, I've been a very good boy for over a year now. It'll be over a year by the time this movie comes out. But I will have you know. So on our Discord, uh, on my Discord with some friends from school, I uh, you all right? You look like you've seen a ghost. Yeah, no, I'm scrolling through Instagram. I got to a, Con- a Godzilla vs. Kong trailer it, where he like throws a spear at like a hologram dome, and I'm like, what? dude see there's some crazy shit they keep throwing all this new stuff out but yeah so uh did did um, like monarch dome kong or like skull island dude that would be hilarious they're just (laughs) it's a nature preserve dude they they actually sent the Irwin family there and they just like managed kong and they're like oh you want to see what's happening here (laughs) they got jane goodall in the background yeah Dude, if there's like a, a cameo from Jane Goodall in Kong or Godzilla versus Kong, I'm gonna laugh so hard. Dude, I la- that would be fucking hilarious. It's like, yo, yo, we ca- <laughs> all these tourists come over. It's like, yo, there's this massive 
atomic lizard that is just going around, does whatever he wants. He kind of rules the planet. Yo, what about this monkey? So we put a dome here and people can come pay and watch him. And he just kind of eats bananas and jerks off all day. So it's like a pretty, <laughs> you know, he's a king too, right? He's a king too. Oh my God. But yeah, so James, in my Discord with my Savannah friends, I've had the nickname. I put my, my I changed my name to Punished Comron, a kaiju denied IMAX. And that was like my full title. And I kept posting gifts of Punished Snake in from like Metal Gear Solid Five, where he's like, you know, he's covered in, he's like burning and he's screaming and shit. It was like all of that, yeah. and I, I was like, that's me right now. That was me every single time I thought about it, every single day, thinking I can't watch this movie in IMAX. So I put reminders up once they opened theaters that the tickets weren't on sale yet. I posted reminders to AMC and Century, and I got this earlier this week. I think it was Friday or Thursday. I think it was Friday. Tickets went on sale. And I was freaking out because there's two IMAX theaters. There's the Metreon in San Francisco, which is one of the most famous IMAX theaters, one of the biggest IMAXs in the country. And they have a showtime of like 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock. And then you have the Daily City Century Theater, which has its own... It's a new IMAX, but it's lots... Dude, it's like ridiculously small. It's like... I, part of me doesn't believe it's actually an IMAX theater. <laughs> Because it's so small. But they have like a 2.30, well, yeah, a 5.30. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Hmm? What were you going to say? Sorry, the internet went crazy there. Yeah, it's... The Metreon IMAX is... I think it's just small because the screen's so big that there's like half as many seats. Because if they did any seats closer to the screen, you would be like turning your head all the time. Yeah, I've done it. I've watched IMAX near front row before. I forget what movie it was, but I was just like... Oh! Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it's it sucks. It does actually. It sucks. Uh, but I was young enough that it doesn't matter. My neck could take it at the time. Now I don't. I'm not too sure. Uh, so yeah. So uh, the century when I have like two thirty, five thirty, eight thirty times, and I'm trying. I'm freaking out. I am literally freaking out because I'm like, which one do I do? I I, I wasn't sure. And I'm like, which one do I go to? And I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god. If I want my first showing, it's gonna be the two thirty, century one. But do I want the best experience? It's gonna be at the Metreon. Do I want to go to the, if I'm doing the Metreon, do I do it at seven o'clock? That's the first showing. And then I look and people are already buying tickets. And the whole thing is if you buy a ticket, every seat around you is then taken up to automatically. So uh, the one in front, behind, left, right, and I believe the two diagonal, like the diagonal back left, diagonal back right. It basically makes a square around you. Yeah, it makes a square around you. And... Uh, there's already people buying it there. So all the good sh seats were taken for seven o'clock. So then I'm like, you know what, if I'm not getting the, if I'm not doing the first showing, that means I'm not doing the century. And that means, you know, as long as I see it that day and I see it in the best theater possible, that's all that matters. I look at the 10 o'clock, zero tickets sold. It is completely up for grabs. So James, do you know what I do? I'm like, I want to yeah. watch this movie, but I also don't want to risk my life too much. So I get the perfect center seat and of course i get the letter g you know i, I get the the row g because you know it's g godzilla i need i need that and it's like perfect anyway so i got like g something and i get that and i know okay there's a space in between but if you get let's say two tickets and if i get one ticket let's say in like this one spot if i go two spaces over and i get another one that means 
there's a space between that one and a space between mine, which means there's basically four spaces and then actually a fifth space because there's the other side of that seat and like the other side of mine. So I have a lot of room there, right? So right. what if I do that on my right and I also do that on my left and then I also do that in front of me, but I also do that behind me. But then I also do that to the two I bought on both sides. I do that in front and behind those also. And, and basically buying nine tickets and creating an entire grid where I have basically bought out the entire central section of the IMAX theater. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's... I bought out the whole fucking theater, dude. It's so... Uh, you, I've sent you the picture. You saw exactly what it looked oh, yeah. like. I was like, oh my god, he actually did it. <laughs> yeah, uh, looking at it... Hang on, let me let me count it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Across. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I think I've bought out like 81 seats, right? Is that it? If it's nine by nine, is that 81 seats? Uh, yeah. If it's nine down and um, nine across. Yeah, 81. You got it. Yeah, so I bought out 81. <laughs> I bought 81 <laughs> seats for myself. And uh, yeah, so I have an probably entire... Probably a 20 foot radius around you. There is one little square next to mine. So there was like one dude that bought as close as possible to the radius, but he's just sticking out. But I'm like, he's going to show up and he's just going to see me like, hey. And he's like, can I sit in any of these? And be like, no, I bought these out so you couldn't sit here. That was the point for my own safety because I'm not it vaccinated. It would be so funny if you went with like caution tape and you literally just like co cordoned off your entire square. I'm going to get one of those cattle prods, but I'm going to like attach... A bunch of pulls to it so if someone gets near i just kind of like get near them i just have to move my hand a little bit and just kind of aim it at them and be like i mean you could try if you want but i can guarantee you you're not gonna make it through this dude <laughs> like do what cartman did and just like walk around with like a six foot pole oh just, like, <laughs> keep people at, like literally six feet exactly just bring a spear <laughs> But, you know, hey, it's fair. It's fair and square. I spent my money on this. I spent over $200 on this. So I am getting the experience I want. If people don't like that, they can fucking leave. So that's <laughs> that's how it's fucking going. Like, this is how it's going to go. If people come into the theater and the, the, the theater people are like, I mean, technically he's obeying the rules. He bought the tickets and you can't sit there because he bought those tickets. That's how it's going to go. Uh, but I will say... I am leaving it open for up to three people to accompany me, which I, I basically invited you and two others. And if whoever says yeah. no means it's like worst case scenario, I'm going by myself and I get to have 81 seats to myself. <laughs> Best case, it's like I have three people with me and we're just spread out in this beautiful little barrier that is walled off from everyone else. And, you know, they're not serving food or drinks yet. So it's like, you know, you're yeah. wearing the mask the whole time. I'm double masking. I might even triple mask at that point. We'll see. I don't actually know if the third string will fit around my ears, so we'll see what about that. But uh, if anything, I'll just like bring my hoodie and just put it over my mask too. <laughs> but I am, dude, I'm so fucking ready because that means also I could kind of, I feel like I can be a little bit louder too because I'm going to be losing my mind. I've been waiting for this. And then if, of course, you know, James, if, God, if Kong wins, I could then just burn down the theater. So there's that. So I can, I at least can, you know, de-stress afterwards and you know obviously when i bought the theater i could do whatever i want with it basically and if i'm in the dead center you know people will be on the side so they have more time to get out of the theater so anything i've made it safer for everybody else so 
<laughs> I planned I guess, this out. Technically. Yeah. So I planned out the shit out of this though, and I, I'm I'm ready. Because I mean, really, the amount of money I spent on this grid was the amount of money really I was expecting to spend if I had rented out the whole theater, if they were still mm-hmm. doing that. But uh usually I think it was like 150 for a regular theater. I don't think they were doing that for the IMAX, so you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But it's just this movie. Uh, luckily, Zack Snyder's Justice League isn't coming to theaters anytime soon yet. He said it will in IMAX eventually, but not yet. And I don't think it will until everyone's been vaccinated anyway. So uh, it's just going to be this movie. After that, back inside, never again until I'm vaccinated and the Alamo Draft House opens and I'll be there eating food <laughs> and having a good time. But yeah, not, not a bad plan, right, James? No, I think... I mean, I don't know. I still think you're kind of crazy for doing it yes. like before you get your vaccine, but I, I totally get it though. Right? <laughs> Just for this one specific instance. I you, Everyone always thinks I'm joking when I say like if Godzilla was attacking the city, I would be running towards the attack. <laughs> I'm like, I, when am I going to see this again? And then also, I mean, actually like, is it, this is the best thing that's ever going to happen. What's what what needs to happen after? So if I get crushed by a foot, like, you know, it's like it it was all part of the play. <laughs> it was all part of the deal. Man. Yeah, I get to watch a fiery destruction up front and get to experience it. What's better than this? <laughs> yes, I'm insane. If you haven't noticed yet. I mean, I just bought 81 fucking movies movie theater seats i don't really know why would you why would you think i'm insane what why would you think i am sane like <laughs> actually come on fair Ooh. enough right right james all right i think that makes sense right yeah yeah all right godzilla singular point trailer came out and we got to see some new uh footage here there was a flock of rodans and they could be rodans they could just be pterodactyls the reason of course i think they're rodans is because you know rodan looks like a pterodactyl and yeah. the pterodactyls literally have the Rodan sound effect. Um, yeah, the only reason why I thought it might be just like regular, well, not regular pterodactyls, but like a lot of this specific trailer had that like that like one really just, I guess I, it's hard to even call it a kaiju because it is just pterodactyl sized. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the, the monsters all seem huge. a lot smaller than expected, like Angurus, yeah. uh Rodan, of course, or the Rodans. Even uh, uh, Jet Jaguar that they showed off is like not that much bigger than a human. Yeah, and it seems that dude, Jet, Jag- Jet Jaguar is going to be like one of the main uh, monsters, yeah. in, or at least like you know a mech. But he's like going to be the like one of the main front runners here. Yeah, uh, which I'm actually like, very excited for. Yeah, it seems like the main characters are like all on a team trying to build this like anti kaiju device or. Um, they're trying to build Jet Jaguar to protect yeah. people against uh, Kaiju. And, you know, like, you see, of course, more Anguirus. You see more Rodan. And you see a bit of Godzilla, which he looks mm-hmm. also massive, though. He's, like, much bigger than everything else. And, and he struck me as kind of similar to the Shin Godzilla. Yes, they like even Godzilla, do, like, the he, fire background as well. Yeah, he's, like, very, like, monstrous. Yeah, and it, it looks really cool. He, his teeth and his eyes look crazy. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but we saw two new monsters as well. And of course, we, we knew Anguirus, Gabara, Rodan, Jet Jaguar, and Godzilla were in this. But we got two more. We got Hedorah, or Hedorah, however you want to call his name, the smog monster, uh, mm-hmm. who is also blue in this, which I thought was funny. He looks like a blue ghost. But we briefly see him, and we see Kumonga, the giant monster spider. So we know those two are now in it as well. So we're getting a lot of the Showa-era monsters in this, and I'm really excited 
And I'm excited to see if we're, you know, we might get more because we haven't seen, of course, his main, we haven't seen Ghidorah, which I'm, I'm personally okay with not seeing Ghidorah because, you know, uh, I'm one of those few people that think Ghidorah is overused sometimes. Like we always get a lot of Ghidorah and in any new anything, they're like, let's do Ghidorah when that just means it's another movie without any other monster. And they just kind of choose the same monster. It's like having a Batman story and they just keep using Joker, even though there's all these other villains yeah. that you could utilize. And I'm very happy about this one because when is the last time you've seen Jet Jaguar? When's the last time you've seen Hedora? When was the last time you've seen Kimonga? Gabera. <laughs> and normally I don't even, dude, I never want to see Gabera because of that stupid ass Godzilla bullying movie, Godzilla's Revenge, mm -hmm. which I mean, I'm being mean about it, but like, it's just, it's, just, it's the worst one. And I actually, I mean, looking forward to Singabara because he looks really dope in this one. He looks like an actual monster this time. But, you know, if they keep Ghidorah out, I'm totally fine with that. And instead, you know, you have like other two other big monsters you could utilize too, dude. Like they got Gigan and Megalon. They could use them. And that would be really cool if we saw them eventually. I would dude, love, to, love see, to see Megalon again. That's one right? of my favorites just because uh, of the fucking Oceana people are so oh, yeah. funny. Rise up, Megalon! 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 And it's like it's just a bunch of toga it's just a, it's like a frat house of, it's just a yeah, white so and a toga Seatopia. <laughs> oh that's what it was Seatopia. uh yeah dude Seatopia is great uh and uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know i actually just saw a fan art. i forget what the dude's name is but like the the guy that leads Seatopia. someone did some fan yeah. art of him uh but i, I just uh, i want to see more of them and I'm, I want to see the, because these, James, of course, these designs are much different than we've seen anything, really. And they look really cool because, you know, we had those three Netflix Godzilla anime movies. And those were, like, very insane because you had Godzilla as this giant Earth god, which honestly was an awesome Godzilla design. I love that because he's like a Gaia. It's like Gaia Godzilla, you know? And Mechagodzilla is like a, <laughs> Mechagodzilla is a fucking city. Ghidorah. It's funny because Mechagodzilla yeah. feels like if Reddit became a location <laughs> and Ghidorah feels like you're just really, really, really into uh, being like, I don't know, like a Buddhist LSD guy. And you're just like, yo, what's that coming out of a portal? It's a giant snake, yeah, but it's Ghidorah. They definitely took some really weird liberties with the kaiju in that series. Yeah. And they were cool. Don't get me wrong. They were really cool. Oh, no, they but of course, so they cool. they took Just the two biggest different. Godzilla, <laughs> you know, the biggest opposers to Godzilla. And they took all three of them and put them in this. Whereas oh, yeah. Singular Point doesn't feel like that because like the other one, it feels just like a trippy. You're like, what the fuck is happening? This one feels like a legit anime. Like it feels like straight it up does. anime with Godzilla. And it has all these characters that you love because it's like, you know, anime can be very cartoony, of course. And it's doing all of it. And that's why it's so exciting looking. Because also, this is the continuation of the Reiwa era. The new fourth era of Godzilla, which is insane. Because I don't know if you can... I don't know if you include the American Godzillas into the Japanese eras. That's like saying the 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla is part of the Millennium Era. And that means the Legendaries are part of the Reiwa era. But... Otherwise, you know, Shin Godzilla is the only live action. That means instead yeah. there's three anime movies and now an anime series for this era so far. And that's a really interesting direction we've never seen. 
but yeah very true i'm really excited for this but also i really really hope this is like a i hope they treat it like castlevania where it's not just one season they just keep bringing more and more and more in like it just can keep going because there's so much you can do with it just like you know they did that animated fox godzilla cartoon that was actually 20 times better than the 98 series and the 98 movie like it was actually really cool because all the james remember those unique monster designs those are really cool i really like that show it's really interesting but yeah, that uh, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, definitely go check it out. And the cool thing about all the Godzilla singular point, singular point trailers is they're all in Japanese. And for all intents and purposes, I would highly advise if there is an English dub, just watch it in Japanese and watch read the subtitles because it's definitely going to be the natural point for this one. They might have a good English cast, but uh, there are certain, you know, there are some good animes where you can definitely do English and it's great. Full Metal Alchemist, Cowboy Bebop, some Gundam mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, of course, all the Ghibli stuff, but you know this is definitely looking like kind of like Attack on Titan, where you're just like just watching Japanese, watching Japanese. It's gonna be the best experience. You're gonna have a great time with it. So yeah, definitely yeah, check it out. I definitely agree. But that is all the movie TV news, James. Moving on to the single gaming news topic, which is Xbox. Bethesda is now officially part of xbox i know we did that whole announcement in that episode before talking about it but that was that they purchased them they hadn't officially like taken them in yet and now it's legally finished bethesda has joined xbox and james there's a lot of stuff that happened because of this uh you got a few different things that have occurred here and of course one of them was that there are some uh There's some new games on Game Pass, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. And I think it's uh, 20 games, right? Yeah. And it's all like classic Bethesda games and newer ones, too. Yeah, it's a a whole list here. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, Let me... I had it on the the Twitter. I think they... The the Twitter. (laughs) I had it on the Twitter, guys. I swear. Um, I'm just let it... Hang on. Let me just get it to load up for a second here. I closed Twitter, I forgot. But here we go. We got Doom 1, 2, 3, and 64 have added. So we got four Doom games. We've got Dishonored 1 and 2. We've got Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4. We got, oh, and Fallout 76. Uh, I thought Fallout 76 was already part of Game Pass. Uh, 76 was already on Game uh game pass so was um oh um new Fall vegas because i had that uh, downloaded on my xbox i started a, pro- a game like a while ago and i just literally i made my character and i was like cool i'll get back to this later it, i think I it's because it. then you know i don't think anything was permanent so i think they're permanently on here now if any sure but I, yes i am along with all this like after uh, i'm man i really want to get like a series x at this point just so i can actually get take advantage of like some of these games are apparently gonna get uh frame rate boosts yeah yeah which is crazy some of the older ones too that's the insane part and like fallout 4 and 3 could totally uh benefit from that so i'll we'll be getting to all that soon i got i got some opinions but that's personally for me but uh yeah prey rage 2 morrowind oblivion skyrim elder scrolls online the evil within uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order, Old Blood, and Young Blood will all be there. 
on uh, Game Pass now. They're all, they all should be there now. So you got 20 more games. You got this big thing happening. And with it, uh, they've officially said there will be exclusive games mm-hmm. on what they said wasn't on Xbox. They didn't say it's Xbox exclusive. It said any platform with Game Pass. So PC, so, probably. Xbox, PC, xCloud. So if you have mm-hmm. xCloud on your phone, you got uh, a PC, or you got Game Pass for PC, or you got uh, Xbox Game Pass, pretty much. And this is where I want to kind of figure this out, because they said, of course, they're not cutting anything off. So if something already exists on another platform, a.k.a. PlayStation. Uh, like, um, oh, God, what is that game? Yeah, Deathloop. Deathloop. It, that's like already Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo so. are exclusives at least by a year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're permanently exclusives or just a one-year exclusives, but those two yeah. are for sure coming to PlayStation still and not Xbox yet. Yeah, just because that was like already a signed deal before all this happened. Yeah, and they said they'd honor previous deals, and that's not all. Of course, they said you know if there's already stuff that's there, they're going to keep supporting it. H- hence, like I mean, look at Minecraft. Minecraft has still yeah. remained on Xbox on PlayStation and it'll come out on the newer versions always because it was always there. They don't want to close that door for people that have had it this whole time and they're still upgrading to newer versions. Uh the and to the point where James, they actually put out Minecraft Dungeons on PlayStation. They didn't actually need to do oh, that. Oh really? Yeah, that's I on PlayStation. I did not know that. Yeah. So you can the, the, any I think so this is where it gets confusing. So you have the, you have Minecraft, you have Minecraft Dungeons on there. Um, you know, there's still all the DLC that comes to Outer Worlds is still coming to PlayStation. Since it's still been, you know, that was that's Obsidian. That wasn't even Bethesda. That's an Obsidian game. Right, and right. even though they bought it, they're still and it's on Game Pass. It's still, you know, all that DLC is still on PlayStation 2. So they still put it right. out there. They're supporting it. They're not going to cut people off because also that that would suck. If you bought it on PlayStation and they're like, oh, well, you know, sorry, you know, now you have to come to Xbox if you want to finish it. But also your saves don't cross over. Nothing personal, just business. (laughs) See here, Mal. But, uh. Bad on Xbox, see? See, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think Psychonauts 2 for Double Fine is supposed to still come to PlayStation as well. I don't think Mm. they've cut that off yet because that also kind of sucked, especially because that was on PlayStation before. But that like in between rhombus of ruin on vr yeah yeah and you know that's all all the non-bethesda stuff so getting to bethesda stuff so biggest thing elder scrolls online fallout 76 Mm -hmm. those are two service games that that one's an mmo one's a service game they will still support those because they're on ps4 ps5 now they -hmm. will still be supported there so that means for all intents and purposes, James, all expansions, all new DLC will still be there. Uh, they good. they won't like separate that because that would once again that would sever the fan base. That would bring bad will, if anything, as well. Yeah. And now getting to it, the ones that aren't necessarily tied to services, the ones that are kind of single player, that are more confined. You know, we obviously have gotten a lot of these games on PlayStation. We've had Elder Scrolls. We've had Fallout. We've had Wolfenstein. We've had Doom. We've had Evil Within. All these types of games have been on PlayStation. But here's two different avenues I'm looking at. I'm looking at these existing ones, and I'm looking at new IP, i.e. Starfield, 
uh indiana jones any other game that's coming out that uh hasn't been announced yet that's a new ip right and which one of these are going to be exclusives which one of these are going to be multi-platform because they said not everything's gonna be multi-platform but they want people to get game pass and if they get want to get game pass they either need to have a pc which could be expensive or you know that means they're buying an xbox series s or x right so they they are still they're now utilizing this to reinforce hardware sales which is honestly a smart move Mm -hmm. and this is where it gets confusing though so i mean not confusing but this is where we're gonna see the exclusivity take effect are we gonna see um Indiana Jones go exclusive or is it going to be multi-platform? Are we going to see Wolfenstein 3 be an exclusive or multi-platform? Is Starfield going to be exclusive or or multi-platform? Elder Scrolls 6, the next Fallout game in the future, uh, the next Doom, the next Evil Within, are all of these going to be multi-platform or exclusive? Yeah, that's a very good question. I feel like it's... I mean, I have nothing to base this on just other than how I feel. But I, it would make a lot of sense to me that going forward, like Starfield, seeing as that's a brand new IP from them, that could easily be an Xbox yeah. exclusive. I was thinking that, and that's um, the next, that's the next Bethesda games, uh, Bethesda game studio game. So right. I, I agree completely that that will probably be the biggest, like, hey, only on Game Pass. Yeah. So like only on Xbox, only on PC. I also wouldn't be surprised if the next Elder Scrolls and the next uh, Fallout game would be on Game Pass or exclusive to Game Pass or well, exclusive to Xbox and Game Pass. But those I'm not as confident on as uh, Starfield just because those series have already existed on other consoles in other platforms. It just would be a little bit frustrating for fans of those series to have to move to Xbox if they don't want to. But it's i still think that that's a very easy possibility that those would also start to be exclusive to xbox's system yeah and the two i'm more specific about i guess is the ones from machine games and that is indiana jones and wolfenstein 3 right so you know for me personally i think it's because i've those are more single player they're not crazy there's no like insane rpg stuff or anything it's just simple shooters but i've had all of it on my ps ps4 pretty much and i have all the physical versions i have like even the dlc like uh old blood i have all the like physical copies Mm. and personally this is just me personally because i have them there i kind of want to complete with the third one on ps5 but this is where we don't know what's going to happen and I, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's hard to say. Like, do you think that's going to be exclusive? And do we think Indiana Jones will be exclusive? Because also Indiana Jones, I think, was made a deal with Disney prior yeah. to the acquisition. So potentially that actually, because Disney was doing it, you know, Disney doesn't really, besides the Spider-Man exclusive, hasn't really yeah. done So for me, I, I feel like since Indiana Jones specifically is a licensed game, I, or based off of a licensed title that would be harder to make exclusive to xbox because you have to satisfy disney and disney would obviously want as much money as they can get out of uh an indiana jones game so 
unless Microsoft is willing to pay up like a huge chunk of money to keep that exclusive, I feel like it just would be easier for them to make that multi-console just to satisfy Disney. And as far as Wolfenstein 3, yeah, that'd be really frustrating for PlayStation fans to not be able to finish that series. So that one might also... It's one of those things where like, I want it to be multi-console just so that you know people like me and you and other fans of the series on PlayStation can not have to tra- uh, transfer over to Xbox. And it's even though we like do that. have, even though we have Game Pass, and it's not honestly yeah. much skin off our back. It's like more of, I guess, the collection style and like yeah. just kind of the way we've had it before. Yeah, like I got all the trophies on PlayStation. I kind of want to finish the trophies on PlayStation. Yeah, I guess, exactly. but uh, but again, that one I also wouldn't be surprised if that was um exclusive to xbox and but and don't get me we'll wrong see. either it's not the i don't think it would be the end of the world either i'd just be i think no. it would be like straight up for for five minutes to be like oh no and then just yeah. be like oh game pass download thanks <laughs> yeah i think it would be a different story if it were something like mass effect where you're, mm. where, you're where your character actually transfers progress from yes. game to game yes but like wolfenstein doesn't really do that it's just a first person shooter a really really good one but like there's no reason for you to mourn not having your save on from your the first two games on xbox or whatever because it literally wouldn't matter yeah and it's also looking at it too kind of like i said like minecraft is supported by everything but they mm-hmm. didn't have to do that for minecraft dungeons but they put that on playstation as well yeah if they did that what's specifically for wolfenstein doom elder scrolls and fallout would those be the same thing or are they, I guess some of those so big that they're just like, you know, these are so massive. You have to come over here to play it. I guess it depends on how Microsoft wants to make its money. Cause they could make a boatload of money, just sell, keeping these games multi-console and, and getting as much money as they can on the, on the individual game sales from, you know, selling it on more than one platform or, like you said earlier, do they want to try to leverage their exclusive games to make people buy their hardware or make people want to buy their hardware, I should say. So, and I, I'm not a businessman. I, I'm not a market analyst. I really couldn't tell you which one would be the smarter deal. I feel like the keeping multiple games uh, multi-console is the safer route because you'll definitely sell copies on the other consoles. It's just a question of would you sell enough Xboxes to that uh, with the exclusive games that would like offset the amount that you would lose not selling on the other consoles? And I really yeah. couldn't tell you. And looking up here, I did find a couple things because uh, Phil Spencer, you know, head of Xbox, did have a couple things to say where he said specifically some yeah. uh, will be exclusive uh, and future Bethesda titles would come to other consoles on a case-by-case basis. Mm. So it's very curious which cases they'll be. Also, like, Todd Howard, you know, big old, everyone's favorite Todd. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, he has, it's hard to imagine specifically Elder Scrolls Six uh, being Xbox exclusive. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about it, for games like Fallout 76, if they ever decide to make another multiplayer Bethesda game, it would make sense that maybe those would be multi-console just to have a larger player base. Because games like Elder Scrolls uh, Online and Fallout 76, 
they live and die based off of like how large of a player base they have to work with. Yeah. So it would just make sense that if they ever decide to do something like that again in the future, they would want to have as large a player base as possible and they would make maybe that game multi-console. But I, I, don't I know. think what they can do is, which honestly, Bethesda Game Studios is already the perfect guinea pig for it. Make Starfield exclusive to Xbox. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put Elder Scrolls 6 on PS6, uh, PS5. And you have it right there. You have a new IP that starts right in on Xbox only. You have an existing IP that can still stay multi-platform. Do yeah. that for all the studios. Have it switch off. So, oh, we're going to do Wolfenstein 3 next and Indiana Jones, and those will be multi-platform. Machine Games now makes another new IP or takes another license that is now only on Xbox. Same thing with id. Same thing with uh, all the others like uh, uh, Arcane and stuff. Like they can all do that where they make take that existing IP and that way no one loses out. You still have Fallout going everywhere. You still have Elder Scrolls, Doom. They're all there. But now with these new IP, they were never on PlayStation to begin with. So you're not kind of screwing over those fans and you're just making something brand new. And it's just like, just like Halo and Gears, it was just only on Xbox to begin with. There you go. Yeah, so that makes sense. I think that would be, personally, I think that's the best route they could take. Because uh, then you're making everyone happy there. And that way no one's ever annoyed because it was never there to start with. I think the only time I was ever annoyed was specifically with like Sunset Overdrive. But that's because Insomniac yeah. had always done stuff on PlayStation. And I was like, <laughs> you want me to buy an Xbox One for this one game? Because at the time, I didn't even want an Xbox. There was nothing that I, was there for me to like get it for. It was, yeah, no, I literally, I bought an Xbox for Sunset Overdrive. I bought Sunset Overdrive and didn't get an Xbox. And I just kind of <laughs> had that. And I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's... like, hey, buddy. I, I straight up went to my roommate and I'm like, hey, can I use your Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> it just felt weird <laughs> complaining about like one Insomniac game being exclusive to Xbox. Because it's just like after years of PlayStation getting so many banger games from insomniac and the, and i'm like oh yeah awesome playstation has all the best exclusives what they made one for xbox uh, they took or- they took orange soda the summer game and put it on xbox <laughs> you can't believe that's why i love that game it was straight up just orange soda summer la and i'm like this is like it made me want to drink some Sunkist, you know or like some fanta it really does actually i, I kind of like the now. mutating people and stuff like that soda did look refreshing dude i you know i have two unopened cans of sunset overdrive oh my god or overdrive <laughs> i forgot uh, they overdrive. actually did that yeah they they gave them out at e3 and i had like four or five of them and i drank some and it was basically an energy drink uh, uh and i transformed a little bit at night it was some bad things but you know uh, i still have two here and it's actually great uh decoration next to my star wars figures i'll tell you uh mm. but yeah so i i definitely think those are the routes they could take and I'm, you know, I'm fine with playing these on Xbox on Game Pass. I still have my One S, and I'll get a Series X when I feel like it. Like I'm in no rush anyway, because I know a lot of the games you're talking about. When the fuck is Starfield gonna come out? Like actually, yeah, and stuff. So I'm not worried. And also, I have I'm gonna have both consoles eventually anyway, so I'm not worried. But I'm also in no rush still to buy a Series X because, you know, I'm almost done with 2018 for my PlayStation backlog. And yeah. I still have a PC backlog, a Vita backlog, a Switch backlog, and even a small Xbox One. So, and there's still all of Game Pass. Like, James, my goal 
right now is when I'm all done with all these backlogs, I have freedom to then look at Game Pass and straight up just go on Twitter and go, hey, what should I play first? And just let people suggest to me and then like jump on there and just, you know, go through a bunch of stuff. I want to play like Alien Isolation and Blair Witch and whatnot. It's going to be a great time, I'm sure. But uh, for now, you know, I'm, I'm happy to wait. I'm OK to wait. And yeah. I'm in no rush. But one last thing to talk about here with this new acquisition and like, you know, it's part of it. And they're now one is they have access to a convention. So we, we, we already knew there's, uh, what's it called? Xbox, uh, fuck. I should know this. I've like actually had to do stuff for work about this. Uh, <laughs> what's that big event they do? The Xbox, is it Xbox Direct? No, it's oh. Xbox, uh, oh, XO Live. XO Live 19, X, yeah, it's XO Live, I think. That's what oh. it is. XO, XO Live. If I'm wrong, um, shit, I guess I wasn't a good, get me expert at Microsoft. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm yeah, X- look it up real quick. XO Live has been their live event that they've been doing where they it once been in Mexico City. I think the last one was in London. And, you know, it's a lot of fans and they do a bunch of cool stuff. They do cool little giveaways. There's fun codes. They do some updates on games. I think they've even announced they've announced like studio purchases there at one point too. Like they've done all this stuff there and they're usually great events. But you know, we didn't get one this year because of COVID, just like we didn't get a, a PlayStation uh, PlayStation experience. I was almost blanking on that one, too. I'm like, James, I'm not used to not... Ha- with all these conventions not happening anymore, if it's not called Comic-Con or E3, I've kind of <laughs> forgot its name, I'm going to be honest. But, like, uh, you have that. But, James, Bethesda has their own convention, too. They have QuakeCon. Oh, yeah. So, I see two different things happening here. You can still continue doing XO Live, or you can fold it all into QuakeCon, which is much more established in Texas. And, or you can have both. And now Xbox and Microsoft has two conventions they could do stuff with. But also, you can have crossovers there. So now you can be like, hey, come to XO 2022 and you get to like get hands-on Starfield and you get to check that out and there's all this cool Starfield stuff. Hey, here's our new update for Sea of Thieves where you get your Starfield themed ship and whatever the fuck. Like, I'm sure you could do all that. And then they could go to QuakeCon and go, hey guys, do you want to play a, a Halo Land tournament? Do you want to play a Gears tournament? Ooh. You see the crossovers that are potentially con- able to happen here. Like, yeah. QuakeCon is big with the land tournaments and shit, if I remember correctly. So, putting Halo Master Chief Collection there could be so much fun for people. So, there is so much you can do, and I think that could be really, really fun for everybody. But definitely, dude, they have QuakeCon now. QuakeCon is now Microsoft. So, they have two conventions they can utilize and do different things with. One can be much more like, I don't know, internet. Like, there you go. EXO, like the EXO has been like kind of international. It just goes all over the place. It's the traveling, touring uh, convention like PlayStation Experience has been too. Whereas QuakeCon is your local Texas-based, I think it's in Austin anyway. It's your like your fun Austin thing that happens every year in Austin. You don't change the location. It stays where it is. And if anything now, they have to make the building probably bigger because you can add in all this other stuff. But there you go. You have much more... You have two new ways to uh, really 
get more stuff out there, show people stuff, and you don't necessarily, you still, of course, can use E3, but, like, there you go, you have this now to utilize. And speaking of, I almost forgot, dude, I completely forgot to talk about it, but uh, they will have a show later on this year, and James, I can assume it's going to be in June, and it's either going to be around or at E3, but Bethesda will be part of Microsoft's show, which also makes a lot of sense, because now, at the same time too, James, in case like uh, uh, they they don't need to kind of add unnecessary things for the Microsoft side or the Bethesda side, like you don't have to over fluff it because you yeah. don't have enough stuff. Now with both of them combined, you can just do like an insane, like fire in all cylinders, only show like W's nonstop. And you'll just have a stellar show that could probably even blow PlayStation out of the water, depending on what they show. Actually, wait, no, they're going to show God of War Ragnarok. That's going to be really hard, but like, <laughs> they're gonna, you know, you still got all this other stuff. But, uh, you know, they have all that they can show. Because, uh, think about it, James. They could, at this summer show, we could see Starfield. We could see Avowed. We could say Halo Infinite again. And even though I'm kind of already... It <laughs> is Halo Infinite again. Um, and we could see a bunch of other stuff. And then, you know, we, just like PlayStation, we'll be seeing Horizon 2, God of War 2, Ragnarok, whatever it's called. And whatever yeah. else they want to announce. Because we still don't even know what's coming in 2022 yet. So, there's a lot. But... Yeah, that's that's all I got. Any last words from you before we move away? Nah, I think that's enough. All right, so that is all our news today. And we're going to go ahead and jump into our discussion. And spoiler warning, which, of course, if you've been on social media, you've already been spoiled. Like, I don't even know how you haven't watched it yet. But WandaVision. And, yeah. dude... So, let's jump into not, this man not quite the house of m thing i thought it was gonna be but i'm gonna sound like a crazy person now i think this is how they're gonna set up house of m that's what a lot of people are thinking <laughs> honestly the way it well, ends like the, yeah that's the thing is like now her kids are gone and that was like the whole reason why wanda went nuts in the comics initially was she lost her children and she tried to rewrite reality so she could have them back and yeah. now they could do that which how does she get her children to begin with uh, before uh, in the comics so how does that happen with her in vision because you know he's still a robot unless yeah robot, do robot james do robots have semen like how's that well, he's not technically a robot he is an android so androids have semen or like what's well going on he's here? like half of a living thing so he's half like semen. well because like okay at least <laughs> James, he I has, want to know about these <laughs> He may have the ability to pass on data in uh, some yes. way or another. So what you're saying? <laughs> so what you're saying is they're just like, oh yeah, go at it, and like when he gets to the end, there he's like, data transfer <laughs> complete, and <laughs> going to sleep mode. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, like so. I don't know how she like originally has her kids in the comics because I don't know that much about Scarlet Witch specifically. You like specifically wrote, like read House of M itself. I I read House of M, but that picks up like after she's already lost her kids and gone crazy and like basically yeah. rewritten reality. Uh, so I didn't really get the lead up to that, but I I've done a little bit of research, I guess, into 
well, because like everyone was going into like, what does this mean? What does that mean for WandaVision? And apparently Agatha Harkness, who shows up in this, is very important because she not only teaches Wanda how to use chaos magic, apparently, or at least how to be better at using chaos magic in the comics. Yeah. But she also reveals that like your two children are actually like shattered pieces of Mephisto's soul or whatever that took on form. And so that's how she loses her kids, apparently, initial uh, in the comics is Mephisto is like, I'm taking my part, my parts back. Oh, so she loses her kids because Mephisto is like mine and she goes crazy and rewrites reality so that she does have her kids back. Yeah. And if you guys want to know exactly what happens in House of Them, we're not going to explain that here. That'll take way too long. But yeah. just definitely go read it. It's insane. It's it expands really the cool. whole Marvel world. It fucks up the X-Men. And you you you, you see why the X-Men hate her and also why I never liked her afterwards either. Dude, um, Spider-Man has one of, one of the most tragic stories in this. Yeah, honestly, she, she she's pretty much a villain at this point because of this. Oh, even though they, they make her a hero after again. And they're like, oh, it's fine. And it's like, shit. I don't know. Guys. Like, even after everything in WandaVision, like when she's... Like, the scene later in the uh, last episode when Agatha, like, quote-unquote, cuts everyone's strings around her, and they're all like, please let us go. Like, we're you're torturing us all the time. You're torturing us, and yeah. it's awful. In, like, the, in the show, she's, I mean, I wouldn't, she's not necessarily a villain in the show, but yeah. she practically, like, she's not an Avenger anymore at all. Yeah, and like, like I felt so bad for that one woman who was like, "Hey, you know, may, maybe my daughter could be a friend to your boys if if you want, if you like that." But you know, or maybe you could just let me let her out of her room from time to time, or maybe just let me hold her. Just can I please hold my daughter again, please? And it was it's just, just like horrifying. And yeah, know, and it's awful. The thing too is like, all right, getting into the show now. Um, I guess where to start? Like, you know, yeah. Wanda controls everything here i mean obviously you've watched it so you know we don't have to explain everything to you but uh you know she has control of this whole freaking city and everyone in it it's you know, the freaky part is like yeah she has control over them they know what's happening but they don't have control of their bodies and it's different minds that are in control it's like her implanted tv sitcom characters that are in control of these bodies and the others yeah. are just they're kind of watching as it happens and they could still feel everything like literal puppets and at this point you know she knows what they're feeling like she has to know at this point but she does it anyway because she cares about keeping now her son's alive but before that it was just vision which of course is incredibly selfish oh yeah well here's an interesting thing that uh was pointed out to me at some point this show goes it follows wanda through the five stages of grief yeah exactly so uh in the very beginning the first couple episodes is denial because she's literally like everything's fine vision's alive i'm happy in westview with him and then you know when she has her kids and uh uh monica you know, kind of confronts her on like what's what is even all this, and she just like loses her shit and th- literally throws her out of Westview. Yeah, that's anger. Um, I forget what bargaining was. Uh, oh, probably like when Sparky she fights was with Vision, right? 
Oh. Well, there's that, but there's also like this. Uh, Sparky is the thing, and like the kids are like, "You can, you can fix him though." And she's like, "Well, but we don't. We can't do that." I don't know. Maybe that's not the best uh, version of uh, bargaining. And then the Malcolm in the Middle episode was definitely depression, where she's just like straight up in uh, sweatpants the whole time, eating cereal and like losing her shit. Uh, and then the very end was acceptance. Yeah. And God, that that last moment with Vision was so like bittersweet, I guess. Yeah, because she also talks, I mean, it's her talking to the boys in, yeah. and it's like a weird way they naturally go to sleep, like, oh, yeah, it's fine, and then you can see in the distance, like, the field's closing yeah, the hex in. hex is collapsing, which yeah. I love, I love that they made it hexagonal, just that they, so they could call it a hex. It's very smart, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, very clever. And, yeah, Vision, like, dude, he keeps, dead. that dude, Vision goes through a lot of shit in this, more so than, because yeah. Wanda, it's all self-inflicted. It's all self-inflicted, and yeah. she she's doing it on purpose. Vision straight up is just like, I'm alive, I'm in pain, I'm dying, I'm alive yeah. again, I'm dying again. And it's just, dude, the dude is going through so much. Dude, that scene in the Halloween episode where he's learning, he's trying to figure out what's going on with everything, and the farther he gets out to the, the edge of the town, people are basically like on standstill because they're just supposed to be like background props. And he, like, leaves, he forces his way through the bubble and, like, sees all the people on the other side. And he's, like, being torn apart. And he's still being a hero going, like, help them. Help the people of Westview. They need your help. As he's, like, dying. Again. Yeah. But all, all freaking, what's his face? The director of Sword is just like, we just want our robot back. Dude, I literally thought that guy was going to be Mephisto because he's such a dick. I thought he was, was a piece of shit. It was like, there is, it's weird because there's so many factions in this show. You have, you have so much going on. You have Wanda, you have her family, you have Agatha Harkness, which is fan. Dude, I lost, I, fucking lo- I loved- love Agnes. When they were when they had that reveal and they had oh, the that song? Like, Agatha all along song, I was like losing my shit. It Dude, was so that funny. song is so freaking. And I killed Sparky too. <laughs> just a straight up like witch cackle. It's Dude, so she's good. just at, they just make her a fucking witch, and I didn't know her anything about her origin. And it's straight up like, oh, she's like a Salem witch, and you're just yeah, like, oh just straight my up. That- god. And that was actually pretty co- uh, close to the comics origin too. I mean, I don't know about her killing her whole coven, but like, yeah yeah and i i love she was like that weird i didn't expect it but i loved it so much because also you know what's funny about that song james that is now the third memorable marvel song because you know (laughs) one thing marvel isn't famous for for these movies for the mcu is they have the most lackluster music you can ever think of because you can't name any songs from any of these movies or any themes for any of these characters except the Avengers, which is like, you know, that literally is like overplayed everywhere. So you can't not hear it. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy theme, which you'll hear like, uh, I only remember it because I really liked it, but it's the, you know, when they get the stone in the first movie, when they're all grabbing each other's hands. And yeah, yeah that one, it's called like Black Tears, I think. I mean, the entire Black Panther soundtrack was pretty great, though. Yeah, but that's not the Black Panther soundtrack. It's great, but it's not in the mm-hmm. movie. Are you talking yeah, about the rap soundtrack? Yeah. There's only I mean, two it's... songs in it. Uh, it's the All the Stars uh, is in the credits and uh, Pray For Me is in that one club scene when they're undercover. But those are the only two songs that are in it, if I remember no, correctly. No, but Ops was also played during the uh, chase scene. Like, I swear, dude. I've, oh, was I it? Listen- 
Yeah, I, I've listened to the soundtrack like a okay. bunch of times, and I watched. But yeah, it, and, like, but you know what I mean. But, like, well, like the full Black songs aren't in there, but they're yeah. they're in the background. Yeah, which I'll, I mean, I'm never gonna deny. Black Panther soundtrack is fucking fire every time. Yeah. Uh, but besides those, like, it, besides that single film soundtrack <laughs> and the Avengers song and Guardians theme, like, look through all the Iron Man movies besides existing ACDC songs, and look past like Captain America, look at Thor, look at all these different ones, and you're like, what was the what? Remember that song? No, no. <laughs> and this was like, I'm gonna remember this song. Which is a first, it feels like, in a while. Yeah, I guess. Not counting Black Panther, the last time was Guardians of the Galaxy in Phase 2. It was the last time a song came out that was cool. <laughs> but that's pretty crazy. And like I said, it's a great song. It's fantastic. I love it. I love playing it, and I want to play it again later. Well, it's but also the thing just is like, that... it's so perfectly followed, like, the Monsters theme or whatever. Yeah. Was it the Monsters? I think so. it's yeah, but it's it's got the voices too. It's like I got the all along. I, I yeah. feel like it's used in multiple things. Is the thing yeah. like I feel like it, I've heard that voice so many times. It's before. definitely very familiar. It's definitely from that decade for yeah. sure. And I, I, dude, I can't even. I don't even know if I can listen to the song by itself. Like I, I need the visual too of that like yeah. time because it's so perfect. Uh, but yeah, it's so good and. You know, Agatha is really awesome. You got Vision. You got Wanda being insane. You got uh, Monica Rambeau doing yeah. her stuff, being cool. And yeah, you got Monica Rambeau, and she's kind of her own person at this point. She's not with Sword, which you have Sword. You have the FBI. You have scientists. So you have all these different factions. Well, that was the interesting thing was for like her. The end of her story was like a scroll comes up to her and is like, hey the big guy wants to talk to you which they're talking about talos probably i thought or marvel um, or nick fury nick fury because last we saw him was on what i thought was the oh that's true but i don't did she know nick oh she didn't know nick fury huh uh maybe as a kid yeah yeah because he did show up there still yeah so i think it must be nick fury because i think talos is still in new york or whatever because last time we see talos and his wife they're just like talking to nick fury and like hey there's a problem here Uh, that was the funniest thing where he's just like it's really i don't want to call him it's so embarrassing that a shapeshifter got like duped by (laughs) like like cg graphics or whatever yeah (laughs) god that movie's great it was very convincing (laughs) yeah nick fury just hangs up on him uh yeah but yeah, there's so much that's going to happen and you got to be excited for it. But yeah, the, the Monica Rambeau and the scrolls, and dude, breakout character. So there's, or I feel like there were two breakout characters. Like I really like Monica, but the two characters that felt that broke out of here that I loved was of course Agatha Harkness and also Jimmy Woo. Dude, Jimmy Woo is so great. I, I missed it the first time, but I love his, uh, when he's introduced the, like for this season, he's just like, he does like the sleight of hand thing. He like pulls a uh, card out of like nowhere and he's like, Jimmy Woo, FBI. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, he learned the trick from, from Ant-Man. Yeah. And dude, so this is the cool, which it's like the whole thing I've always talked about before. My biggest complaint with Marvel movies is the stupid ass quips. Like I've always hated them. Mm. I, I just kind of don't like the one liners, but the movies that do so well because it's not a quip, it's comedy. Is the Ant-Man movies? They do. Mm-hmm. They straight up just comedies. It's great. It's Paul Rudd, and you're like, it's, it's Paul. It's Paul Rudd, and like the banner between him and Jimmy Woo in Ant-Man Two yeah. is like so good. It's ridiculous, and also Jimmy Woo. 
someone i forget someone said something but there was all of a sudden this like grassroots movement like i don't think it was disney but it was straight up grassroots of like give us a jimmy woo x-files show where it's like him and a team just seeing weird disturbances in the mcu dude i would watch that (laughs) right i'm like oh my it was a weird thing where i'm like yes i i'm looking forward to watching falcon winter soldier loki obviously and i can't wait for miss marvel and moon knight specifically she hulk should be cool too but i would dude i i would love to watch a jimmy woo show where it's just like them solving weird shit and please put kat dennings in it as uh darcy is it darcy right darcy dude i love she's like one of the many specialists called in to be like, what is this thing that we're looking at? And she like figures out that it's emitting some signal or whatever. And she's just like, I need an old TV. And it's like somehow everything happening in the, in the hex is being broadcast on like the same wavelength as old TV airwaves. So they just, they're literally watching the WandaVision show to see what's happening inside the It's the hex. so good. And she's like, she becomes a fan of the show. <laughs> like, it's... I love when uh, Pietro shows up and she's like, what? They recast she recast him? him? And I'm like, oh my God, that's so clever. Yeah, it's, oh my God, it's so good. And you feel bad for her because, you know, she gets handcuffed. And they leave yeah. her when Wanda does like the expansion of the hexagon or yeah. the hex. And she's just like, oh no. <laughs> and she gets taken by it. And you gotta know, like, you know, when Vision saves her, she's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, oh my God, that really was uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, uh, she's so lucky because she was barely in it like less than a day. Whereas yeah. like the entire, you know, the, the citizens of Westview have been in there for god knows how long and i guess not that long huh it's like uh, they kind of give us a, it's been at least a, like a, a, a week or so like a few days yeah. maybe like i Something just thought like it was that. so funny when they're trying to drive their way back to uh westview or, or whatever and she's like listen i don't know much about what's going on here but i've spent the last week watching wandavision <laughs> and if i know anything you two are meant for each other it's so like, she's like a mega fan already. I love it. I love too. She is the one that traps what's his face in the car where she's like, you're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, Have fun oh, in jail. That's so freaking good. Yeah. I I, the, I feel like the, uh, the series ended so abruptly. We didn't really, I wanted more yeah. of Jimmy. I wanted more of, uh, of Darcy. I wanted more of Mo- Like I guess we got a good closure on Monica, but I wanted more like, I think, Darcy, out of all the characters, Darcy didn't really... The last time we see yeah. her is have fun going to jail, and that was it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I felt one of my few complaints with this season, uh, or series, because they said that this is... It's a, it was a one... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I felt like the last episode, since the timing for each episode has been so variable, the last episode easily could have been an hour instead of 45 minutes, and they could have had a little bit more time to to better wrap things up. Because it, it does feel like this last episode ends things very, very abruptly. Like, yeah. Wanda deals with Agatha. She brings down the Hex. She leaves Agatha there somehow. Uh, and she says goodbye to Vision. But Vision also fixed sort of the other Vision. And it's just it was really weird that that white Vision just like... One, he, the last thing he says is, I am Vision. And he just like flies off. Yeah, and never comes back. And it. I thought he was gonna come back and like help 
Wanda or something help her take down Agatha and realize like, oh, I was wrong this whole time. I should be doing something against Sword or whatever. And yeah, like Darcy was missing for like a whole episode until she showed up with the uh, truck to just trap the guy in the car. And uh, yeah, Monica Rambeau dealt with Pietro. Uh, Pietro, and also like, saved really the quickly. sons from uh, yeah, from what's his face when he sh- shoots at them with the bullet. Yeah, I just felt like they could have dealt with, or ha- they could have spent a little bit more time on Pietro because like that was also another cliffhanger from a previous episode where there was well, a whole episode. Sneaker's gonna sneak. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a whole episode where like the last we saw was like her opening the cellar door and he's just there. And he's like Snooper's gonna snoop. Oh, is it Snooper's? <laughs> yeah, so freaking good. And apparently he just like kept her locked in his room for like a day or something. Well, or he just hung out. Know. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. really like in trouble. It was just kind of like dude can i leave and it's like no <laughs> yeah and like just every time she tried to leave he would like super speed and you know stop Do her. like a flick <laughs> yeah <laughs> with the little and finger I, flick and it just knocks her out <laughs> and it's kind of juvenile and stupid but it's still funny <laughs> she like finds a headshot of his and he's like an actor and he's she's like your real name is ralph boner <laughs> and then he's like <laughs> boner <laughs> boner <laughs> it's just i don't know I just it was a little bit weird that she like she at some point challenges him again does like a judo flip on him and she using her new abilities notices that his like necklace is emitting some energy or whatever and she's like rips it off of him and he's immediately like okay spell's broken please don't hurt me yeah he's just like i don't know what's happening anymore <laughs> yeah and it's like i don't know i felt like they could have made that last a little bit longer instead of making just like one random scene of like oh right here's what happened with monica yeah but so that's so pietro is a very specific and i think that's the most he was the most disappointing part of the show which you may yeah. agree with me like it, he was done he was really well done he was really yeah, no, fun I, the I ending and the reveal were great well okay no i'm like i'm a little bit disappointed that he's not like an actual reference to the x-men I'm, but yeah it was a cool cameo i guess it was a very cool cameo but it definitely did bring false hope that really yeah. did like that's this is so this is what it really hurt at least because you know we know disney and fox merged and we know they have the x-men now and there's like a rumor of the mutants movie coming or something yeah. which i'm like or, or they think it's called the mutants i'm just like okay okay you could just call it x-men but sure whatever um and th- this is the shitty part we have like an amazing perfect cast for the x-men already we have a fantastic cyclops gene gray storm nightcrawler quicksilver like even like beast we're good we even dude we have professor x and magneto we got mystique we have all of them we're good to go we could do psylocke we could do angel they're all ready and yes think they had weird endings and deaths in the movies but you know you could sort of retcon certain parts but please bring those actors and actresses in because they would be perfect for this, right? I don't think we need to recast them a third time because we've already had a recast. We had the original versions that were in the old like X-Men 1, 2, and 3 movies. And then we had these new versions from first class on. And I don't want to see it a third time where uh, we have to do it all over again. And I don't know. You'd rather have them all recast? It's not that I wouldn't. It's not that I would rather it. It's more that I wouldn't mind because I never really got super attached to any of the new characters except for Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Oh, he was fantastic. And, he was like, perfect. Um, 
Oh God, who who Mystique? played Jennifer? Are you talking about J Law? No, um, James Sophie McAvoy Turner oh, as okay. uh, Xavier. I thought was pretty good too. I just I don't know. As much as I love Jennifer Lawrence, I thought it was a little bit uh, a little bit weird that by the end of the series they were just finding ways to explain why she makes herself look like regular ass Jennifer Lawrence instead of staying in the blue makeup all the time. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that Jennifer Lawrence just didn't want to deal with. All the do, makeup again. Doing all that much makeup every or day. Or potentially CGI. Or that. And I understand because yeah. that's like hours of just sitting in a chair for them to set that up for you to do like a few scenes and stuff like that. But it just, it didn't do the character of Mystique justice. And, you know, Sophie Turner as um, Jean, Jean Grey. Grey, I thought she looked good, but I didn't think that she felt like a good Jean Grey, but I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think they got... I mean, that's the whole thing. Dark Phoenix fucking sucked. And, yeah. like, I, I, honestly... Yeah, I, that's I, it. Yeah. it was. That's what I'm saying. They could retcon the ones that weren't good. Like, just retcon the last one. You could yeah. for Apocalypse if you want to. I personally like that movie, but that's because I enjoyed it being, like, really campy and pulpy and weird. Uh, and they had that weird, I told you like 20 times they've had like that 2000s intro where it goes through the tunnel and it's like, check uh, out yeah. the credits. And it's like, whoa. And I'm like, wow, it's the mummy all over again. But like, uh, you know, they, they can pick and choose what they want, but just bring that cast back because they're all young. They're all readily available and you could do that with these characters and they would fit really well. And otherwise you're doing it all over again and i'm just like dude you don't if you're bringing ryan reynolds as deadpool into this and into the mcu you can do that with them like come on it's not that hard it really yeah. isn't you have a fucking multiverse of madness you could do this uh which i mean come on, multiverse of madness is right there so we'll see but it was definitely disappointing for that kind of bringing that hope in and then pulling it away immediately was yeah. that was like a kick in the balls there that's what i was kind of annoyed about and i as long as they can do something to bring them in like i said doctor strange 2 is the perfect time yeah. have doctor strange and toby mcguire go and find the x-men and you're like all oh, right well it's crazy and he's always just like i'm spider-man and it's like i know toby you're always spider-man and then they find the x-men and they bring the x-men over and then toby mcguire spider-man joins the x-men then you have two spider-men in the mcu and you're very happy with it because <laughs> spider-man and the x-men <laughs> okay maybe not all of what i just said but obviously you get what i'm saying you get you yeah. get where i'm going with this but no, i'm straight up I, i'm still standing by that james if tim mcguire is not in dr strange 2 i'm giving that movie a fucking f it would be such a missed opportunity it, sam raimi is right there he's directing yeah. it. it doesn't make sense not to have him but yeah um what else so i mean like how'd you I feel really about the that, yeah. uh they finally not only did they joke about calling the anomaly, the anomaly or whatever, a hex, but it, by the end of the season, they were like, you're doing chaos magic. That's what you're actually doing. You're not weird red power, red colored telekinesis or whatever. You're doing magic. You're a witch, and, Harry. And the implication that that's how she survived the bomb when she was a child was she cast a probability hex which is also a thing that uh the scarlet witch is specifically known to do uh because apparently what her magic does in the comics is she like alters like not reality but like probabilities mm -hmm. and that's how she can like make things change in her favor and and stuff like that but also somehow it translates to her being able to summon like dinosaurs and shit like that i don't know <laughs> but uh so i like that they're like you're doing chaos magic yeah. that's a real thing that we're we're going with it and 
they finally called her the Scarlet Witch. And not only did we get the, like, goofy Scarlet Witch costume from the Halloween episode, by the end of the show, she straight up has her own, like... Dude, okay. ...magic costume that she summons, and it has the TR and everything, and it actually doesn't look stupid. It looks fucking cool. Okay, talking about the costume here. Dude, all right. Looking at her Avengers 2 through Endgame outfit, and I remember... I mean, her coat? yeah, the fucking stupid ass. Ja- the, apparently, it's Black Widow's jacket or some shit. What? But I, did, I missed that. Apparently, okay. I forget where I learned that. It was something I was just like, okay, that's great. I she two never shits. wore red. <laughs> but her outfit before this has been fucking lame this whole time. I'm well, like, she's it's, been playing it's boring. She just looks like a person. I'm just like, great, a person's James. They you also... know how I feel about persons on the Avengers. <laughs> They also never <laughs> give her, like, a code name or anything. It was always just Wanda or, like, the Maximoff twins. Yeah, which the Maximoff twins didn't really last long because no. we didn't see that coming. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah, her outfit was really boring. Apparently, uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen also was like, yeah, I don't like my outfit. I just kind of show my cleavage a bit. Which yeah. I'm going to be honest, James. I'm going to be completely honest here. I didn't even notice. I was no, like, I, what? What are you talking I about? I just see a fucking lame outfit. What are you talking What That's do you the- mean? I didn't notice until she pointed it out, and yeah. then I, I like looked up, I looked at all the other female characters, and I was like, "Damn, she's actually kind of right. She's literally the only one that has to uh, show cleavage." Like, Which, Scarlet Witch or no. sorry, um, Scarlet Johansson, uh, her Black Widow costume is like full body zipped up and everything. Which so. I'm gonna be complete. I'm gonna get pervy here for a second. Sorry, guys, but yeah, yeah I'm gonna be honest. I never noticed scarlet witch and i noticed black widow who isn't showing anything but is still showing everything and you're like yo what's so tight though yeah it's just fucking hot like it doesn't show anything but it shows everything yeah she's like she's a highly attractive like that sounded really uh, gross i'm sorry yeah yeah. why did you have to say it like that i was over here being like yeah she's a highly attractive looking character and you're like (laughs) 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 but yeah so like yeah scott but more or less her outfit isn't cool Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Johansson's is cool. Like, it's it's hot, yes, but it's also cool looking because she looks like a really tight espionage character. And mm-hmm. all the other characters always look really cool in general. And hers has been the only one. Even Quicksilver looked like a fucking... He looked like it's some... It's suit. It's yeah, he looked even. like some Russian jogger guy. <laughs> he's just... His fucking shoes always cracked me up. But, yeah, and now... You know, they joke a bit with you with the 90s Halloween costume. And you're like, well, I mean, it's an improvement at least. You're like, it it looks ridiculous because obviously her and Vision, they have these like ridiculous... It's like when Luke Cage is in a Netflix show and they kind of have him look like his retro style. Yeah, they had an excuse to show his retro costume one time. And he's like, you look like a damn fool. And it's just like, oh yeah, he does. And it works really really well. And yeah, that one happens there. And you're also looking at her outfit there and Vision's outfit. And you're like, that's really great. I get it. Also, yeah, no, this definitely would not match at all in the MCU. This does not work whatsoever. It's just a cool Halloween costume. I get it. Yeah, that's, that's a cool homage to the comics. Yeah. And then you see her in the final episode make her new outfit and holy shit does it work well like she it straight up looks like a witch it works dude when she's like pulling in all the chaos energy and just like it become like not i honestly expected it to just do the like holographic thing around her head like her like agatha's mother did but with the blue crown and i I was like oh that that'll be cool if they just do that or whatever and then it like becomes solid and i was like oh my god oh this looks so cool (laughs) Yeah, and dude, she she looks um, 
It's like, it definitely, it feels like Scarlet Witch in the comics, but it also definitely, like, without even thinking about Scarlet Witch, like, when you think of witchcraft, you think of sorcery, like, it hits all of those notes. It works so well. And I, I'm, I'm definitely digging it. Plus, of course, yeah, she looks gorgeous in it. It's great. And Dude, and, the, like, that last scene, like, the cliffhanger ending, where she's, like, off in, like, a cabin somewhere. Oh, my God. Just, like... <laughs> Floating in a room in the back, like while drinking coffee and like regular clothing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see what happens next. Yeah, so it's it's exciting to see all of it, and I, I'm I'm really pumped. And honestly, there's not too much else to say. Like everyone's watched it, you all kind of know what we're talking about here. We're not doing like the whole Mandalorian breakdown because I, I mean, yeah. I we love the show, but it's not the Mandalorian, obviously. Yeah. And it's really cool seeing what's going to happen. And we know where she's coming in next. We know she's coming in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie. And she'll be in the who knows how much of a role she's going to play. It seems like it's going to be pretty big if it's called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Like this could Maybe. probably only be the beginning. But um, there's two things I did want to talk about. I guess the first, which is how do you feel about the themes? I, I really dig them personally, where like each the... episode was a decade 50s 60s 70s yeah. 80s 90s yeah so i thought it made the at least the first couple episodes felt a little bit slow to me just because it almost feels like a completely different show until yeah. like the third episode where you start to see some of the behind the scenes thing of like what's happening outside of westview oh where we get to the 70s but yeah. then it's like kind of cool that literally the people outside start to watch the episodes that you literally just watched and yeah. you get to see a little bit of like what was going on with that beehive dude or whatever and it's yeah, you interesting. Get, you think there's like a weird Hydra thing going on, especially since she's making yeah. Hydra commercials. Yeah, there's even commercials. Which you like, for, I forget she joins Hydra. When you, when you make a, uh, a mess that you wish you could clean up or a fix or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like I thought it was really cool how well they were able to stick to the specific eras that they were going for each episode. That yeah, was really definitely. Cool. That was really tight um that so i really like those i think i mean obviously it wasn't just a show per decade like they took multiple yeah. different shows and threw them in like the what was it the 2000s one was malcolm in the middle and the office or in was a little bit of uh, modern family or was 90s malcolm in the middle which one was the, the ones with the sons oh the, uh, the whole one the... was malcolm in the middle i think okay so that was yeah, that was 90s uh but yeah definitely office modern family and stuff in 2000s yeah. and stuff uh that worked really well and even the intro was like a very office intro like yeah. you, can even, you could hear that they took this they straight up just took the theme and threw it in there and i was like oh my god they actually did that they they could do that <laughs> uh but yeah i guess you could it's like a cover on youtube or something but it it was honestly awesome uh if you could which era was your favorite i guess asking probably the for me, it was probably the Halloween episode. The Damn you, I was going to say the 90s one. also. Just because, <laughs> yeah. like, well, that, like, it, it fits so well with the theme of, like, the Malcolm the Middle feel to it. But also, yeah. like, that that episode had some of the most interesting developments where, like, Vision's going off trying to figure shit out. And, like, like we said, we got to see the cheesy comic book accurate-ish uh, co- uh, costumes for uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. And like, Quicksilver. And Quicksilver, yeah. And as goofy yeah. as they looked, they were like, that's what they look like in the comics, so we're going to do this, because we can for yeah. this episode. Yeah, no, it was really good. 
It was, yeah, no, I agree. Damn it. Uh, I mean, I remember you, <laughs> dude, uh, when we were kids, you were always uh, talking about Malcolm in the Middle too all the time. You'd always dude, be telling I me about episodes. I still, to this day, uh, it's so hard to find a way to watch that show because like licensing issues and stuff like that. But How is it not on anything now? But we don't, I, we're not going to talk about that now. But yeah, yeah. But like, it's still to this day one of my favorite sitcoms ever because it's just so funny, consistently funny. Yeah, uh, I agree. I guess for me, my the one other thing I want to shout out for this show is like the moment when she finds the deed that uh, Vision had like i don't know who put it in her car but like she went to go find vision's body and they were like you can't leave with this body it's it's too valuable and they send her home and she goes back to her car and there's like a deed in there for the uh house plot that just says you know to grow old in which is a reference to Endgame when vision was like you know why don't we leave why don't we find a place to grow old in and like when she goes to Westview and finds the plot and there's like just nothing there and she literally like collapses to her knees because she's just so like her entire world is crushed. She has yeah. nothing like her family is dead. Her lover is dead. She doesn't even she can't even bury him. And I was I just felt so sad for her that like I un, I completely understand why she just like mentally broke and like took a whole town a hostage to escape her misery. And also I loved the revelation that like why she was doing the sitcom things was like when she was a kid, that was how she escaped. That was her only way. Her happy uh, time was uh, watching shows with her family. Yeah. So that when you find that out, you're like, oh my God, this entire show has been Wanda just like coping. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, was it that she even took the body? Because it seems like they rebuilt the body. She didn't using the she parts. Couldn't. She manifested her own vision. Yeah, so she, she never yeah, she even broke in her own vision. It was no, she, sword she straight up being. She did go to sword, but they were like, yeah, but they we can't like let he you have he this. twists it because he's like, yeah. hey, look, Monica, she broke in and took everything, and it's like, no, they just made it look like she did, but yeah. really, yeah, that it's like, yeah, showing how that dude, what the director of sword, was actually just like actually bad. And stuff yeah. and greedy that's why i i was so certain that he would turn out to be mephisto because i thought like he was trying to break her to make that was her a lot of the rumors crazy. yeah but throughout the show before turns out like we got to just the a massive asshole yeah um last thing the ending we hear her kids yes that's why i'm like oh, house of m so <laughs> like a crazy is, person well that's here's the thing is that her kids? Are those her kids? That's a good question. Like, it could be someone's fucking with her, like, trying to get her to mess with chaos magic. Because there's a moment where Agatha, like, as soon as uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, you know, becomes Scarlet Witch, Agatha says, my God, you have no idea what you've done. Which makes it seem like she's not just assuming the mantle of the Scarlet Witch. Like, there's something connected to that. Yeah, like she's a like Agatha's afraid. Like, oh, you've yeah. done something massive, which is, I we're obviously not gonna. I think because there's not gonna be a there's not gonna be a Scarlet Witch movie. I don't think, but yeah, or at I least think, if there is, it's not on this on the list so far. Yeah, because I mean, dude, they have so much going on still. There, there's like a lot of things they have to do, and there's not even another team up movie in the the distance yet. Yeah, like I could I could see her just being a major uh, plot point for um. Because can she, madness. now that she's this powerful, 
Like, is she even going to be part of the... Can she be part of the Avengers anymore? Because I feel like now she could solve things too fast. Yeah, so that's uh, another question that people had was like, so Agatha was able to sense the Hex from like wherever she was and came to investigate. Where was Doctor Strange? Because magic and reality issues are kind of his a, problem. Everyone, people were speculating he was the rabbit. Huh. And then we didn't learn who the rabbit was at all. It was just a rabbit. Yeah, it was just a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, the whole time I'm like, is he the rabbit? Did Agatha catch him and like, tr- like uh, hex him into a rabbit or something? And it's just like, nah, bro, that's just a rabbit. She just <laughs> talks to a rabbit. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. Uh, I sort of, because you keep thinking there's going to be a big cameo. And, you know, people, there's all these articles being like, oh, look at these cameos. I'm like, there, there weren't any cameos in this. What do you mean? Like, the characters that were in this that you would call cameos were just part of the show. There was no special, like, character appearance besides, like, a scroll at one point. But, like, otherwise, no one actually, like, shows up or does anything. It's not like anything special happens uh, beyond, like, yeah. everything that's in the show itself. But I, I think, yes, it could be the kids. B, it could be, like, Dormammu, maybe. C, it could be uh, Mephisto, even. Um, but you know, she unlocks something, but I honestly think that we will see whatever is going on for all intents and purposes. Dr. Strange two, isn't just a sequel to the first Dr. Strange movie. This is going to be like the sequel to WandaVision. You're going to find out what happens next. Honestly, it feels like Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness might be their bridge to like the next phase. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like it's like I said before, I I keep joking about it being a trilogy, but I honestly feel like it's like this weird unofficial trilogy of wandavision doctor strange 2 spider-man 3 like each one kind of mm. sets up something for the next one because you have wandavision and doctor strange 2 you have doctor strange and spider-man 3 you have tommy mcguire in both and if you don't fuck you i'll kill you but you know <laughs> like it's all these things and i'm not actually gonna do that but still Tommy, yeah. he, he stole that guy's pizza for a reason you guys okay spider-man does these things and we need spider-man to steal that guy's pizza that's the <laughs> utmost importance of anything <laughs> But yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else? I think we've covered really everything uh, here. No, I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, Overall, great show, yeah. right? I thought it was a great show. Yeah, no, I, I had, had a, a lot of fun with this. it. Like the, I guess overall, my only major complaints are just that like the first two episodes by themselves without context feel very like a different experience because it's yeah. just trying to be sitcom episodes and it feels very weird and a very slow start to the show very slow yeah because you think like once the credits hit each time you're like oh oh, okay (laughs) yeah versus like i said earlier the last episode feels like it could have been a little bit longer to have a little bit more time to wrap things up in a less quick manner but overall i still really really enjoyed the episode or yeah episode the series yeah definitely not near perfect at all but definitely great time um honestly better than a lot of the movies surprisingly i was just like wow this is a really good time and it took me because i before this i'll be honest i didn't care about scarlet witch at all in the movies she was a very whatever character uh was i was very confused that they that they kept calling her the scarlet well they didn't actually never called her the scarlet witch but yeah i was confused that she was supposed to be the scarlet witch because i was like she has like no nothing in common with the comic book character other than her name is wanda 
Thanos had more in common with the people watching the movie because Thanos was just like, I don't even know who you are. And yeah. I was like, dude, the same. That's how I feel. Yeah, I was just like, wait, I don't understand how she's the Scarlet Witch because all she does is like telekinesis, but with like a weird red like hue to it for some reason. I don't, how is that the Scarlet Witch? And then this show explains that. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's actually really cool that you actually did it. You got her to the point where she is the character from the comics that I recognize to an extent. Because I, like I said earlier, I'm not super knowledgeable about Scarlet Witch specifically, but I at least can recognize her. And, yeah. And Which I know I, that she does magic. I feel like Kevin Feige's mind is actually the the mind of madness. And there's yeah. actually, it's just all the webs of just like, I have my stories here for the next decade. And just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's amazing. <laughs> So, and I think the reason why I enjoyed this show so much is that, like, I love that it focuses on the feeling, the feelings you go through when you lose someone that you care about so much. Because, like, yeah. that kind of stuff really gets to me. The idea of, like, never being able to see the person that you love again. Yeah. Or being able to see that person again and having to say goodbye again. Again, yeah. And no, that's like, horrifying, yeah. And that last moment, like, I, the, okay, I guess two more moments. I loved... <laughs> I loved the moment when Wanda is flashing back to when she first really got to know Vision and they're in the Avengers compound and she's like watching her sitcoms to try to get over the death, the recent death of her brother. And Vision is like trying to help her through it. And he's like, listen, I, I don't, I can't really say I know what you're going through because I've never had someone to care about as much as you did because I'm new. I haven't had that time to make a connection like that. I've just but, been born. Hello. Yeah. I do love that line in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron where it's just like uh, Ultron calls him naive and he's like, well, I was born yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so uh, like I, I forget how Vision says it, but it's something like, you know, I've always thought of grief as, you know, what is grief but love persevering? And I was like, that's a really Dude, good line. That everyone, someone, someone posted like, "Why the fuck did we get?" A, it, it took a Marvel show to tell us such a good quote that's gonna be remembered throughout time and history potentially now because that's yeah, actually right? one of the best lines I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like everyone knows that feeling of like being in grief and not wanting to be, but also not wanting to let go of it and you don't know why and it's because of that love and i i just really liked that scene i thought it played really well to to me specifically because of of my uh sentimentality for like saying goodbye and stuff like that uh and then the other thing was like the very end when wanda was uh or vision was saying you know i've been a voice without a body i've been a, a you know a body I forget what he said, but like, and now I'm also like a memory reborn or memory made real. And he, he basically said like, if we've said goodbye before, it stands to reason that we might say hello again. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's oh, fucking ge no, this genius. And also do I mean like, I feel like that other vision can get kind of brought back up with the other memories. Like we uh, still yeah. have vision is out there. So she, for all intents and purposes can get him back. For sure. Yeah. He's definitely going to come back at some point. It would be really weird if he just never, yeah, he never shows back up. He just like, show dude, they, they fucking red skull him. Yeah. 
No, they poochie him. Like, I need to be back to my own my home planet now. Do, 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 do. It's just oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, I mean, also, it brought, you know, that, that quote created another quote, James. Oh? What is drip? If not swag, persevering. <laughs> have you seen that? And it's like vision in the rock turtleneck with the chain. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I'm, I love that. They, like people have made that a meme of him just being like super sexy. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You know what's killing me? Have you seen those pictures of him with the the ears out? No. Oh, yo, dude, uh, check it out. All of your Instagram. They got pictures of uh, him behind the scenes, and it's like without all of the uh, CG. It's just him with his ears sticking out. So it's like these pink ears. And he straight Uh-oh. up looks like a cross between that yellow bastard from Sin City and uh, Thanos. So it looks like Thanos' pervy cousin that you're like, oh, this dude fucking always like, he, he just kind of watches girls or some shit. He's kind of creepy. I don't like him. But weird. Yeah, no, he, he looks, I don't know why. He creeps me the fuck out though with the ears out there. It's It, it, it ain't right looking, man. It ain't right. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's definitely pervy Thanos' cousin. That's what I would call him with the ears out for sure but all right guys uh that has been Sutra side talk episode 90 i hope you enjoyed our ridiculous uh wandavision talk and i hope you like that i bought eight, eight i bought out 81 seats at a movie theater <laughs> uh because that uh, that's possible when you put your mind to it and you believe the heart of, when you believe in the heart of the cards anything is possible <laughs> but uh we'll we'll talk next week i'm sure we'll talk destiny or something i think we could talk if we got time we'll talk destiny we'll talk south park vaccination special maybe uh it should be a good time but oh you know fuck we're gonna we gotta try not to talk about Zack snyder's justice like that's gonna be the hard part but oh yeah we gotta save that for saturday yeah we gotta save that for saturday but i'm sure we'll have little little comments here or there but we'll see how the news goes and we'll see how much we can talk about because i'm really james i've been wanting besides just our backlog specials i really want to have like episodes again where we can just talk about like oh yeah i watched this and played this again It'll yeah. be nice. We'll see. But uh, yeah, this has been Sutra Sad Talk. If you want to send us any questions, comments, uh, anything like that, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. If you want to send us a question and we're going to read your question on the show, if your question is read first for that episode, you will get a copy of Midnight Ultra on Steam. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can on Twitter and Instagram at Sutra Side Talk. And, of course, you can support us by subscribing, uh, sharing, following, whatever it is for that platform. And, of course, sharing out to your friends and family, anyone online, social media, whatever, uh, to share us out. If we tweet something or tweet us, if we post something on Instagram, uh, post that to your stories. That's what really helps us out, get us, gets us more aware out there with others. And, of course, uh, you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And we will catch you next week after we have watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. Holy shit. Yeah, it's finally happening. It's it's finally fucking happening. I'm ready. Thanks for listening.